welcome to episode 4 of From Timber Falls with Love, your little dose of romance in the midst of daily life. I'm your host, Fiona West. I'm an author, wife, mom, and teacher, and I'm here to give you a peek into what's happening in your favorite small town. Today I've got another chapter from More Than We Bargained For. In the last chapter, we met Starla, our Timber Falls librarian. Now it's time to hear from Sawyer. Let's dive on in. On Friday afternoon, Sawyer pulled into a close spot in the parking lot of Miller Motors in Staten and hopped out of his truck, printout in hand. Jason Miller was a nice guy, but he'd learned to bring a written list of what he wanted, or he often left without half the things he'd come for. Sawyer headed straight back to the garage, bypassing the front office, knowing Starla's ex, Charlie, was probably working up there. He made Sawyer want to take a shower afterward. There was just something slimy about the man. It was better that they not cross paths, for both of them. He'd only interacted with him a handful of times, all of them unpleasant. When he came around the corner to the open garage door, he saw a familiar pair of children squatting in the gravel driveway, looking at something in the dirt. "'It's still alive, Aiden. Leave it alone,' Emily said, holding her brother back with one hand. "'It's going to sting somebody. We should squish it.' "'No,' Emily insisted. "'It's not hurting anyone. It's endangered.' "'Where on earth did she learn that?' Sawyer couldn't help but be impressed. Then again, her mama was smart as a whip, so clearly the apple didn't fall far from the tree. If they were here, maybe Starla was too. That made his heart rate pick up a little bit, and he adjusted his t-shirt self-consciously. "'What are we looking at?' he asked quietly, leaning over with the kids. "'It's a bee,' said Aiden, staring down at the insect. "'We're going to smash it.' "'No, we're not,' Emily said loudly, and Sawyer shushed her a little. "'Listen, it's not worth your time.' Let nature take its course. If he can recover, that means more honey for us. If not, that's life. Let the bug be. I think you mean death, Aiden quipped, and Sawyer coughed an eyebrow at him. Yes, I suppose so. Is your Uncle Jason around? The kids pointed into the darkened garage, then went back to their speculative observation. Sawyer strode into the garage, following the sound of two voices speaking in muted tones. He paused when he got close enough to hear what they were saying. "'I really appreciate this, Jace,' said Starla. "'It's not a problem.' "'No, really. Having testimony from his own brother will help my case. "'Well, I want you to know that I tried to stop him plenty of times.' Sawyer could hear Jason picking up tools and putting them down, clanking around. The man was always in motion. "'Talked to him about it a bunch of times,' Jason continued, "'but it just went in one ear and out the other.' I don't think there's anything you could have done differently. Still hurts, she said softly, and the way her voice cracked had Sawyer's own heart feeling bruised. And it hurts to think that I'm losing you and Lacey and Iris, too. Hey, you're not losing us. That's not happening. Jason was an intense guy, and all his sincerity was coming through just fine. You don't have to say that, Starla said, her voice so wobbly and watery Sawyer felt tears spring to his eyes. I'm not just saying it. I mean it. We're related. Period. You're going to come over for dinner. We're going to meet at the park. All that stuff. Lacey feels the same way. Seriously. Okay, Starla said, in a way that showed she wasn't sure if she believed him. Sawyer felt he should have announced his presence earlier, so he quietly backtracked. 
then let his boots slap on the concrete floor loudly as he approached. Hello? Anybody here? Jason's tattooed arms were still wrapped around Starla, and he didn't let go when Sawyer stepped in the doorway of the back office. Hey, man, Jason greeted. Just a sec. Sure. He let Starla go, but he held her momentarily by the shoulders. I meant everything I said. Say you believe me. She nodded, and he squeezed her lightly before he let her go completely. You two know each other? he asked, glancing between Starla and Sawyer. Oh, yeah, Starla said, wiping her eyes. Sawyer's one of my regulars at the library. Of course you'd be into books, Devereaux, Jason snickered. You're so boring, man. At least I didn't flip my ATV and shatter my collarbone. That only happened twice, Jason said, pointing at him. And Sawyer just shook his head, smiling. You got those parts for me? Oh, right. No, not yet. He turned to the computer as if to look them up, but Sawyer cleared his throat and held out the printed list. You're learning my ways, Jason grinned. I'll be right back. Make yourself comfortable. Sawyer glanced at Starla, who had recovered enough to be interested in his shirt, apparently. Then she seemed to snap out of whatever she'd been thinking about, because she called after Jason. Wait, you didn't sign my... She trailed off, throwing Sawyer a chagrined look. Is this a bad time? I can come back. Starla sighed. No, no, don't blame Smile. Exactly. If it wasn't you, it would have been something else. They stood there in silence. Sawyer wasn't uncomfortable, but he glanced at her and caught her staring at him. He grinned to himself when she looked away quickly, her cheeks reddening. When she peeked at him again, he pretended to be fascinated by a magazine on the mountain of papers on the desk. One time, he said, not looking up. He left me waiting here for an hour while he went to lunch and ran some errands. Completely forgot about me. That's nothing, said Starla, pushing her hair back from her face distractedly. He forgot his own wife's birthday party. During the party. Sawyer's mouth fell open as he looked at her. He did not. Did too, she said, turning to face him. We sent him to the store for candles for the cake, and he came back two hours later with a ham, a quesadilla maker, and a case of beer. He'd run into an old friend and spent an hour talking before he even got inside. She paused. We don't send him to the store anymore. Sawyer chuckled. I can see why. Do you have a car in the shop? Starla asked, shoving her glasses up her nose. Uh, no, I'm just buying some parts off of him. We work on the same kind of machines. I see. She sat down on the far end of the couch, nodding toward the close end, and he accepted her invitation gratefully. Are you enjoying the Stephanie Plum books? I haven't started them yet. He cleared his throat nervously. What are you reading? He shouldn't ask that, really. It was just asking for trouble. If it wasn't what he wanted to hear, it was just going to annoy him. And if it was... We just got some new historical fiction in, she said, peeking at a loose thread on one of the couch cushions, and he couldn't resist pressing her a little bit. Historical fiction or historical romance? he asked, letting a hint of a grin through so she'd know he was teasing. Starla lifted her chin defiantly. Historical romance is historical fiction. Uh-huh. Was this a book fairy donation? As a matter of fact, it was. He schooled his features into a careful mask, lest she look at him and see how much that delighted him. He wondered if she'd gone for the Lisa Claypas or the Courtney Milan. He was pretty sure she'd love both of them, but he didn't get much feedback on his choices. It was one of many flaws in his system.
You still stewing over those donations? I will stew over it forever, she said adamantly, but she gave him a shy smile that made him wish there wasn't so much in the way of him getting to know her better. Even if she was getting divorced, she'd never be interested in him. But there she was, staring at him again. Do I have broccoli between my teeth or something? he asked, slicking his tongue over the top row of teeth. I should go find Jason, Starla said, standing up quickly, snatching some paperwork off the top of a filing cabinet. You want to come? Sure, he said, and he reached to open the door for her. Their hands collided on the handle, and he felt the warmth of her skin for the briefest moment before they both pulled back quickly. Sorry, he blurted. I was trying to... No, it's my fault, she said, shaking her head, but her head slowed as he caught her gaze and held it. This was why he kept his visits to the library brief and at busy times. Whenever he looked into her eyes, he felt something he couldn't put his finger on, something he didn't want to look away from, but couldn't name. Not breaking eye contact, he reached out and opened the door for her, and she darted through it. He ambled out behind her into the garage, lagging behind to give her a little space. Seeing her from behind was no hardship either. She was often sitting down when she was at the library. If he was really lucky, she was reshelving. He routinely had to bite the inside of his cheek on those days. He heard Jason's voice before he saw him crouching with his niece and nephew in the dirt. I don't think it's a centipede, Jason announced. Not enough legs. He glanced up to see the two of them approaching, and he smiled. Oops. Busted. I gotta get back to work, kids. I'm coming, he called out, jogging over empty-handed. Jason signed whatever Starla had for him. Sawyer made a point of not looking at it. He'd been too much in her business already today. Then Sawyer pulled a second copy of his list out of his pocket and handed it over. Yeah, you're learning, Jason said, ambling back into the garage, whistling as he went. Good to see you, Sawyer called after Starla as she gathered her kids, and she gave him another shy smile. Was it Thursday yet? He'd return those books, even if he hadn't read them yet. Starla and Sawyer's book, More Than We Bargained For, is out now, and I'm actually running a signed paperback giveaway over on Goodreads through the end of December, so hop on over there and enter to win because you deserve something lovely after this dumpster fire of a year. If you need more Timber Falls in the meantime, you can find Daniel and Winnie's story, Could Be Something Good, as an ebook on Amazon, or in paperback at most independent bookstores. I would honestly love to hear from you. If you have a question you want answered on the show, send me a voice message on Anchor. Navigate to anchor.fm backslash from Timber Falls with love. No spaces and click the button that says message and I'll try to include it on a future show. That's also where you can donate to support the show. Or if you're like me and you don't want to learn how to do one more technological thing, you can send me an email at fiona at fionawest.net. I'm Fiona West, signing off. Happy reading, book buddies.